0: Okay. Good evening, everybody that is on the line. As promised, this evening we've got Pastor Claude Raymond Mukobi on the line. He is an elder in Limpopo. Uh, those that know me would know he raised me. Uh, when I started preaching, it was under his leadership. And I thought that it would be proper just to come and speak to him and get to know him on a personal level and learn some of the leadership insights from him. Uh, He's a man of experience, fought so many battles and still standing. We draw so much inspiration from men of his caliber. Now, good evening, Pastor Raymond Mgo.
1: Uh, good
0: evening, it's it's a, it's really a privilege to have you here and thank you so much for coming through uh, we have established this forum and the purpose of this forum is just to get to know our elders better and just to document some of their experiences that hundred years down the line posterity can have a point of reference now maybe just to kick start Past, uh, and I was quite fascinated, Muruti, when you insisted that the name Klo should be included in your name. And you said, if it is only Raymond Mukobi that is not your name. Klo should be included. Maybe uh, just, just tell us how the name Raymond came about. It was quite fascinating how the, Raymond, the name Raymond Mugobi came about.
1: Okay, uh, let me say good evening, listeners, and then uh, be thankful to have been allowed. Am I clear? Or my voice is be, very, very clear, Elder. Okay, fine. And then uh, uh, I'm very thankful to have been invited on this uh, forum. Uh, but I to say my name. That's from birth I was called. From my childhood I was known by that name any other name that came to me came very much late because i think i i did my 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 standard what he says standard a or is a or is standard or what a i did it in 1969 so I was already 10 years old, and then now I'm told what I have to say when I get to school. Tell them that yeah. I, I, I'm Raymond. I was not Raymond. I had mm. my, my 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 name go and my circumcision name, which mm. disappeared from then on when I got this name Raymond. Then I even forgot the first time I got to school to tell them I'm Raymond. I just said, then I thought I would say, if they ever asked me, i will say I'm somewhere. And then <laughs> uh, the next day I got over, I had to tell them, hey, I was at school, I forgot that name. What would you say is that they had to write it down for me to be presented in mm. school. So I would have been something different if I had presented what I, I had thought." of.
0: Mm. Mm. Uh, and then where was Pastor Muko born?
1: I was born in the Toadla. That is the area of Bochum, Bloomberg at Malibu in in, uh, in 1959, but my exact date of birth, I don't know. How did I ever arrive at at uh, 1659 is because uh, the, the, the auntie that was taking care of me when during the time of circumcision of my uncles in 1960 in June. She told me I went behind the counter of that shop, Then I chose my birth to be 1960 because that time they were making us to pay taxes. Where well, if you are ages or oh, oh, above 60, you know, then I had to say I'm 16 years old. They say, hey, "Where are you born?" Then I had to give a name because a date. Because now I didn't need that my ID or my passport should come back. And I'd be arrested when I'm going to collect it. Those laws, you know, when you're still in apartheid South Africa.
0: Now I'm getting interested because it paints a picture of the era in which you were born and raised. Because, firstly, as a as a youngster, now you you give yourself a name to be accepted by the system. Then, then you had to scratch to to come up with an idea and estimate your birth. Uh, your birth date. And I'm quite correct that those—that that is what characterized the apartheid system then. Am I correct, Pastor?
1: Yeah, we uh, were in a terrible condition. We don't even want to talk about that. But yeah. uh, if need be, <laughs> Pastor somebody would wish, because we might, might antagonize some other people, but we yeah. would wish maybe to religiously speak things like religious people. But at the yeah. end of the day, those were things, and then you could have been arrested just straight when you go there to collect your uh dumpers. And that day, you find that you're already over age by mm-hmm. a like, year. You qualify, you should get paid tax for two runs. You must imagine that and get arrested for
0: that. Mm-hmm. Now, w- mm-hmm. would I be correct, person, to say during that time the difficulties that you faced as a child faced in terms of choosing? Your age, choosing your name, it built up a character that prepares you later in life for leadership.
1: Uh, would I say maybe in one or another? Mm. Uh, but I, I do think uh, what builds up uh, the character of a person is many aspects of life, many yeah. different things that happens in your life. They mold mm-hmm. you into what you become.
0: Wonderful. So, um,
1: Wonderful. But I, I cannot deny, because the party system has done a lot of harm and havoc upon us. Mm. Even mm-hmm. though I was in the difficult areas, I grew up conscious of what is happening, even before I get to secondary school. I had already studied newspapers and things and so on. And
0: Now, then, uh, Pastor uh, Tlo Mokori, then as a teenager, what was his ambition? I mean, he's growing in this hostile environment. What was his ambition? This is before the ministry. This is before the convention.
1: I I should say already I developed a, a desire to join the liberation struggle while mm. still in my area. And uh, I think around... 1977, when I go into Form One, because I think I should have done my Form One back then, circumstances didn't allow. Mm. But then go not into those, but I had decided to join the Liberation Struggle. I wanted to keep myself in school until I do my Form Three. Then, after mm-hmm. uh, which would be, I don't know what they said, standard eight is something like that. Yeah. Those are days' uh, programs. They've been Mm. changing, changing. But I thought I'll I'll, I'll just do that. So being capable of speaking a bit of English and so forth, that would make me capable of winning the liberation struggle, and that's what my desire, and then to train the army of liberation at that given time.
0: Mm, mm, mm. Interesting and maybe something that I just needed to put here uh, it is never wrong I, I firmly believe it is never wrong to participate in the liberation as, or in any activity that is against injustice our prophet messenger mentioned about the gentleman called Jeronimo and he said to this man who was a gentleman because he was fighting for a just cause and I think that history we should never be ashamed of it irrespective of where we are who we are with it is part of our history we've got to acknowledge that in the past there were injustices that were committed and as a result there were other people that were willing to step to the fore for the liberation of this country and pastor Mugobi was among those people that wanted to participate now while you were do your thoughts were dominated by this aspiration to participate in the liberation movement how did the message find you
1: yeah when we speak about the message uh, you know i can say there are strange destinies mm. that happen to me mm. is you do not uh, plan how you are going to live your life but mm. i think God knew what was to happen in my life mm. because in 1977, towards the end of the year, I read the spoken word, the Laodicean Church. And mm. the Laodicean Church, age, I was, I, I got it from a man called Raymond Murray. Mm. We were staying at a school hostel in our dormitory. Mm-hmm. You know, there would be people that would like to play outside balls and things. There'll These guys that would always sit in the dormitory, mm-hmm. relax there. More especially those who are more grown up, like, they'll be sharing, talking things and all, whatever. And
0: mm-hmm. then I
1: was among them that day, and I took a book from Raymond Maggie. Raymond mm-hmm. Magier's book,
0: when I was reading
1: it, it was the Laudition Change. I read it about until where Brown speaks about 97. Mm. Then I closed the book. Then I started telling the people in my dormitory about it. And then I told uh, my schoolmate about this William Brown, Brenham, American prophet, that was talking about. Uh, 1977, that the world is ending. You know, already I made up my mind that the world will end on the 25th of December. That Because I thought it is the likelihood for a a Christian holiday to end the world on that. It will be far much better and fitting. And, you know, I I believed that so strong until I started testifying about it. And then it scared those people that say, hey, you, Raymond, keep quiet. Yeah. We don't want to hear that. We are India, but now this is a false. Uh, this is an American prophet, mm. and that year I, I spoke much about it. Even when I went home during school holidays, is what I wanted to share with my fellow young teenagers, and I spoke. I, I think I was telling my my, my family that is uh, the first day in my life. I started smoking at school, mm. but the first day and the last day in my life where I smoked. Was that mm. night the 25th of December 1977? Because I knew the world was ending, according to me.
2: Yes, the world
1: was ending. There was no hope for doing any good, even if you can do evil is okay. So yeah. there's nothing I can. I never been to church. I don't know that God. So if He is bringing me to my end. Why can I fear to smoke daga? Then I smoke took daga that night. After yeah. I got its influence, I left those boys because I was still testifying about 97. Then yeah. I went to only to awake in the morning mm. twenty six alive. Then I said, ah, that American prophet lied. Yeah. Mm. Mm. That's mm. how I, I I I I I received the spoken word. Mm. But now around June holidays. I had a friend at school that we, we deliberated. We debated many things. We, we like mm. human diapers. And then uh, he was a faith mission guy. Then I started talking with him to go to the faith mission. Then he said, take me there. But I told him, I don't want a the certificate. Then he said, no, it want to be about I'll tell the pastor not to give it to you. Then when we mm. were uh, preparing to go there, I went to the school all day in June, mm. then when I'm home, I'm telling my people about my desire to go to church. But by then, you must know, at school, I've been stopped even to ask questions religiously because I was very much and strongly against religion. And then I I developed a a dislike for the existence of God. I said, no, if he was there. When I was a child, normally when you talk about God, even in classroom, I'll take 100 out of 100, whatever. I will read the Bible the whole night never sleep. But when I grew up, I developed uh, the thought that if this God was existing, these this church people will not be doing what they are doing. Because if he has been punishing Israel and he doesn't punish these church people, so there's no playing, the playing field to me was not level. That's how I came to think that that God does not exist, and I started arguing. But that time now that I started again to have a liking, because I've read this, Book of Malachi For mm. Then, uh, when I was preparing to go with this faith mission guy, one day in the classroom around July, after the school holidays days has passed, we'll come back to school after June. Mm. It was now 78. Then mm. there were brother and they were sharing the message in the classroom, and I was at last monitor that. I went to them and talked with them. Brian Ernest was the one in the message. Brian Escorian is the one that. I challenged him when he talked about Brother ben, I said, No, he failed by 1977. I don't know how things turn around. We end up talking about baptism. I found the baptism is correct. Then I forgot I was arguing about seventy seven. Then I said, No, that the government baptized me. That's how I came in the message <laughs> that I believed this message. Shamefully, when I came in, I found people going out. Yeah. They were in seventy seven and I was believing because of seventy seven.
0: I I I couldn't explain
1: it but I was believing
0: (laughs) I I mean because you you are telling me that even prior to you meeting the message, you were quite observant and what what seemed to to put you off it was the hypocrisy that you were seeing in churches during that time hence you thought if God is around, if he is existing, why would he let this hypocritical society to carry on with his name without defending himself. Now, my question would be: When you came into the message, what made the message to be distinct from what you were observing prior for prior of you getting into the message?
1: No, uh, look, here, brother. Such that a, a Lutheran pastor, when, when before I went to my secondary school, he proposed. Mm-hmm the Lutheran Church to put me through schooling, because I I was from a a poor family,
2: Mm.
1: I could not afford school fees during those days. It Mm. was very difficult. And then now I told him, look, uh, I will disappoint you, just leave me alone, because even if I go with the fans of your church, I will not come and worship this God. (laughs) so it do not help you to pay for my fees uh, while i know he, you know he 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 snuff you know and he was <laughs> a little bit he would drink liquor and i hated liquor with all my heart from my childhood you know i, I couldn't believe a, 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 a minister of the lutheran church uh, smoking snuff drinking liquor At the same time, he's inviting me to join him in the Lutheran Church. I said, no, that won't work. Now, when I'm at high school, I'm in this condition, and I hear the message, and then it turned me around, really. But Mm. I had already a dislike Mm. for a behavioral pattern of hypocrisies that I had seen while I was a child
0: Mm, hmm now now here's something interesting before i remember many a times you and i would speak and i was quite fascinated because a lot of people do not know that you you even before you became a pastor what made you what makes your blood boil is injustice and when you were in the in the workplace you took quite a lot of fights on behalf of workers because of the injustice that you saw with the, with the trade. The People don't know that you've got a strong trade union background. <laughs>
1: uh, what can I say, Brahmadiva, because those were those days. Because oh, yeah. sometimes, uh, uh, sometimes, you you know I never called the white men a class. during that time. Yeah. Mm. the white men of the call of the past I, I told them, I grew up, I came here, grown up. Uh, you didn't feed me. No one is my boss here. If you don't want me finish, I go. If you want me, I work. That's all. Yeah. That's the deal. Yeah. Mm. You see. Now that is why, at the end of the day, we end up, we ended up in the liberation movement, or oh, sorry, mm. in the the union. Uh, so Trade union. Because mm. uh, at work the injustices that were committed there were terrible, Mm. you wouldn't like uh, to see what was being done in in the way that those men were being treated. You you, you would feel pity, brother. If you come here, you get a man that is earning about 107 rand after he's been in the company for seven, five years. You come there, you earn 160 rand. And Mm. now you are ask yourself the imbalances is so big Mm. and yet this man is performing certain duties and then those are professional mechanics and things and so but they are ending nothing Mm. then you end up uh, advocating for unionism so that you can put pressure on the employer to try to say hey you you can't do this to this man or whatever that's what has happened to us when we are in the the union movement, and then we were forced into it. The condition there.
0: Yeah. What interests me most, maybe before I carry on, it was a time where you resigned. I think it was from the bus company where you, you did not even save the notice. You said, Look, guys, I'm done.
1: Oh, no, that was not in the bus company. It's my first employer. I, I, I used to work for a company that make exercise. And then I yeah. operate machines that cut these exercises and peg them and so on. Mm. So uh, I think uh, uh, one day we finished about two weeks without work. Uh, machines were broken. Then that day I just thought, oh, enough is enough. Let me get out of this uh, let these people alone. Then when people were getting out, I went into the manager's office. I threw my, my passbook or whatever, the dumb Pass. On his table, say I sign it over, I'm not coming back tomorrow. <laughs> so I felt fed up. I decided I'm not coming back. You see, we we have lived under those
0: things. Yeah, yeah. And then when when did Muruti I, I know because I kept on asking you many years back before I got married, you I remember you got married around the age of twenty-four, if I'm not mistaken. Correct and then when what year was was that uh, it was
1: 1983
0: 1983 mm. oh, 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 wonderful now uh, uh, pastor you you are a generation that believed in being in marriage for a long haul uh, maybe if I, I was to use a phrase you did not have a disposable mentality where our generation, if something is broken, they don't fix it, they throw it out. Now, your generation believed that if matters are broken, matters have to be fixed. What advice do you have for the generation that you see as far as marital life is concerned? I mean, 1983 until this far, you are still happily married with your lovely wife. Definitely, there is few insights that you can share with young ones?
1: Uh, <laughs> what can I say, Brava mm. What advice can you give? Mm. It's indeed in simple terms. Mm. Whenever we go into marriage, we must be honest mm. for our decisions. And then I believe that uh, the, the, the person that is committing to marriage must be honest in his decisions. Mm. Because as Bradman taught us, you know that it's not beauty, it's not what, it's what God has made in your heart. And if you we believe that God gives a wife, why should we worry whether to decide uh, who and so? Much of it, I think, it is good. Even though we decide who to marry, but we must be believed we are under the guidance of God. The, mm-hmm. the biggest problem now is people marry to fulfill their certain ambitions. Mm-hmm. One marries because he wants to be this, one marries because he wants this. But if we marry because we believe that we are grown up, Mm. and uh, we commit the whole thing in the hands of the Lord by prayer and wait for God's guidance. I don't Mm. think we'll see any divorces. Mm. But the problem is, in the message, some of the things we do not want to believe them. Mm. If a a person is married, but wrongfully gotten married, Mm. like the Bible says, if you marry a woman and hate her, why don't they person learn to love this, their wives? Because if they have uh, wrongfully chosen and they've gone wrong into their steps, but I think they can learn to love.
2: Mm.
1: That's still another option. To mm. me, is there's no hopelessness in any situation because if you say, you say you are a believer, you fail to be properly honest, you didn't wait for the Lord to take your decision and guide you. Mm. And then you find that you miss somewhere to do the right thing. I think now it is your, your duty as a human person because you have got to uphold certain standards. Mm. If you really love the Lord, you do not want to disappoint in the way of the Lord. Mm. You must learn something yourself because you do not have a proper love, mm. but you took a wrongful decision, then try it by all means to see if you cannot honestly or learn to love because Mm. you took a wrong decision. Mm. But the basic thing, basic, 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 is honesty that has to be there. Prayerfully wait for the Lord's guidance. And I know, I always believe God gives guidance. That's why I, I scarcely would say to anybody, marry this one, marry that one. I don't like that. My, mm. my wish is that when a person says he or she has prayed to me, I believe is honest.
0: Mm. Mm. No, thank you, thank you for those insights, Pastor. Now, now you have now you have you are now in the message. You are baptized. Now you are married. Then, how did it come about that Pastor Mugobi became a pastor? What events triggered ultimately? This young man that grew up had a liberation of the country on his mind. Now he's in the message, mm. Mary. Now, how did he become a pastor? <laughs>
1: uh, you know, uh, there are words that used to, that were used by Paul that he was a born out of season.
2: Mm. I
1: don't. Uh, I think I'm not misplacing him. Mm. So, uh, we came into the message, we believed in the message, we expected to go on and grow, but uh, you must know, uh, at a very strict high school, we're not allowed to go out. Mm. But now, we responded to the faith by putting testimonies around school. Mm. We testify, there was this uh, Christian student movement or SCM, something like that. Yes, yes. And we used to go there, we'd share with those people and argue with them in their meetings when they put certain preachers who argue those during question and answers would be put our questions from, uh, would be scriptural to correct much of what was going on and all those things. And then uh, we started testifying around school. Uh, from there, it went out. Then we started preaching our ourselves because we were not even allowed to go out of school. Mm. We have to preach and so forth. And then now, that's how I think. And uh, what might be called a spontaneous response to preaching, but not necessarily that we were preachers. We are just... Uh, sharing among us, preach to each other and so on, encourage one another because we have no alternative. You know, I it took me quite a period before I even go to church. You know, when they said a uh, deacon, I thought it's the name of another man. When you say pastor, I thought it's the name of another man. I didn't know what those things are, but I believe the message here, these things about deacons, the pastors, those, maybe those names, men called pastor, men called deacon, so forth. After quite some times when I come to church, I find no, those are titles given to the offices in the church. Very, yeah. but I was really uh, ministering among ourselves in our own corners. I didn't even because i had never been to church before in my life. Before I come to the message, and yeah. then uh, I was not a church person. My family was not uh, church people. I, the first place where I came to worship is in the message. Mm. So mm. that's why I can say what I say, and then. Uh, I started ministering there. Then I think around uh, mm, the beginning of 1980 is when I first preached. It was in at Mareans family. Then I preached mm. the first message. That one I still remember vividly. A prophet. Um, mm, what was mm. the way of a true the way of a true prophet? Is a message mm. like that? Am I yes, correct? yes. You're so, correct. you correct. Know, my gatherer, camera, your gatherers might escape your <laughs> I'm failing to think right. Yeah. <laughs> then I this first basically I preached in the normal church. Mm. You see, and then uh, then from there on uh, I I I started preaching in the church. And uh, how uh, to become a pastor, mm. it was circumstantial, things fell apart, and you know. <sighs> They didn't work well, and then at the end of the day, there were frustrations that happened in our church. The elders had left their offices and so forth. Mm. And the church had to sit down, the officers and so on. They had to push and put and elect, put elections and so forth. After those elections were brought in, but I refused very much. I think Brown Gurima persuaded me very mm. strong. Because I couldn't take it for quite a long. I, I, I was saying, oh, it can't be. Mm. Mm. But until I succumbed, then I agreed. But I always thought I would just help for a certain period and get out of it. I didn't want to stay in the past as well. mm.
2: That's
1: why I've never acted like I, I, I'm a pastor. I've always acted like I'm just working. Yeah, so and, I think and, now that, that I'm I'm an old man, I, I realize that I've put so old I mean, my life has expired, expired being in that office. So then I can accept that I'm in that office. i And this and this was
0: 1984 when you became a pastor after the crisis in the church. So you had to come in and manage the crisis and lead the church from 1990 1984. If I'm I'm correct
1: yeah on the 10th of october that's when i come into the office that's when they voted me you know we used to have a holiday on the 10th of october in the yeah. old system and mm. then on that day on that holy day i was elected or i was voted in.
0: Mm. The and you were relatively young then how did you make the old men to take you seriously for the ministry this can be a lesson for young me.
1: <laughs> uh, I think the other things, brother Brahma, it's not what you do. You don't make a person to, to, to listen to you. You, you, you. you let God have his own way. Then at the end of the day, even an old man can listen to you. The, 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 I was called names or told things, all those things. I was ridiculed. I'll just be there and listen and live. And the yeah. next time I'll come back with scriptures and put a challenge. If the yeah. person cannot overcome that, I'll tell the person, look, we're not here to play. We're here for the scriptures, it's not for your business. Why are yeah. we doing these things? It's not because you are here. We're doing yeah. it because the Bible said we should do it. Even if I can leave it for a period, when I come back, I'll be over. The the game's Mm. done.
0: Finished. Mm. Mm. And your advice in terms on young men, their approach to the ministry, and what advice would you give to young men? Because uh, truth be told, we have those that are responsible and we we have those that approach things haphazardly. What advice would you give young men as far as Entering the ministry and preserving the integrity of the ministry.
1: Uh, Brahmadiwa, when we talk about uh, young people coming into the ministry, mm. uh, be, be, because if we look here, we 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 people like myself, I think uh, was blessed because even though I had hardships, I had Brahmadiwa in Pretoria and I had Brahma I would visit them when things are too challenging. Mm. Uh, I I know I I had many other things, but uh, proper respect and honor should be given to those men for their contribution when we were having those conditions and situations. But uh, if you say you want to advise a young man going into the ministry, Mm we have got to be very, very considerate. Mm. Uh, I had a a thought that we can give a scriptural advice. Mm. Uh, In the book of Romans chapter 12, verse 7, Mm. uh, Paul has been talking about the different gifts that are happening in the body and all those things, but he says, uh, Verse 6 he says, "...heaven then gives differing according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith, or ministry let us wait on our ministries." Mm -hmm. I, 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 I do believe learning to wait Mm. As we can read it in the book of Isaiah, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength and so forth. Mm. And if people do not hurry up and try to produce the product themselves, but they fully rely on God to guide them, mm. then to me, I think we will always have better ministers, mm. we will always have better results, because we are not... A, hurrying on our own, we, we, we wait for the Lord to guide, mm-hmm. so unless they had a situation like those of ours, because look, when, when we come in there were different issues and things that were happening, some of the things were conditions that were forced upon us, and at the end of the day, we had to sit down and the elders that were at that time had to take decisions hard and harsh and then come up with the result because we have got, life had to go on. Mm-hmm. But here we've got people that are not pushed by anything. Mm-hmm. If they love the Lord and they love to serve him right, mm-hmm. and if they can wait by the Holy Ghost to know what ought to be done, I believe those people get the right results, so there will be no uh, shameful end results that are seen here and there mm. in our generation. Mm. Now, awesome.
0: now I know I know you are not keeping the stats, but some of us we keep the stats. Oh, you you have produced a big number of young ministers who are thriving in their own right wherever they are and and in this case i'm included i'm part of the people that you have produced was there a deliberate strategy in producing us or it it was it by design or by default
1: (laughs) i I I can not say it was by a design, Mm. but it was not also a thought-out strategy.
2: Mm.
1: So would I say no and say yes Mm. in this manner?
2: Mm.
1: I didn't think that we are preparing to produce ministers, but there is one thing which I like. Mm. I like liberty. I like people who are themselves. You you, you know if if somebody is working with you but is hypocritical, he's just working with you to please you, but that is uncalled for. (laughs) But let's say we have people that are just themselves. (laughs) At the end of the day, we have this man uh, articulating certain things in his life, that one articulating things in, in his life. It shows that It is the individual uh, being Mm. that is expressing itself. Mm. It is bringing forth a certain type of a character in that specific person. Mm. So at the end of the day, we have people that when they they try to wake up things, because Mm. they have been themselves all alone, the, 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 even if there's failures, is very little failures because they haven't been trying to please an elder or a pastor or what they, they existed. They didn't preach to please me because I'm there in the church. When they preach, they just preach. When they did things, they were just doing them for the Lord. That's what they're thinking. And that is what I believe. But it was not that I wanted these people to become pastors and all those things. I just believed that everybody, when he's expressing himself uh, liberally or freely, it will yield result at the end of the day. So we allowed that. And then, uh, um, so we didn't implement a strategy to bring results. Mm. but we end the results, because mm. when those men and women are themselves, that's why I, I have got so many men that propose women that refuse to get married by them, because we taught people that uh, they must take decisions. Even women, they must take decisions. They must not just say yes, because yeah. a brother is a preacher, a brother is rich, a brother. They must, have the, they must take their own decisions. So, at the end of the day, we have people that are independently deciding. So, mm. you can't say, we didn't put a strategy to produce, but we worked in a way that we put each individual the liberty to act on himself or herself. The end product is just what we have today. Mm. So, they can go out there as ministers have their own errors, but is very much limited Even any other people that went with them they are in their churches they they don't have much to cry Mm. about even though they might rise things here and there
0: one thing that i must say you 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 have taught us how to think not what to, to think because many a times i mean i think as young as i was 14, 13, somewhere. I remember there was a time we were at Brother Mahamata's place and we were deliberating on a lot of things until the wee hours of the morning. And even where I agreed with you, you were pushing me into the corner to make me justify why I agree with you. It must not be agreeing for the sake of agreeing. And that has built a character in us to be able to interrogate matters and to be independent in how we think. And for that, we really want to appreciate you on that, Muruti.
1: No, I, I thank God for that. That's what I like. That's mm. why we don't want uh, zombies around us. We don't have money. We want to live people. I think that's uh, the desire of every you know, pastor or elder, that uh, those people around him that are with him would be lively and they yeah. need them. They will be able to answer a question themselves. They will mm. be able to activate the, the, their mind and express their feeling without fear of prejudice. Mm. Mm.
0: Wonderful. Mm. Now, when you you look at your your generation has done very well, and I know that there, there's been challenges. Uh, the landscape has not been perfect, but despite that, your generation has done exceptionally well. Tabernacles have been built, ministries have sprung forth from your ministries. Do you think what what do you th- do you think there is a smooth generational handover? Meaning, do young men respect the role of elders such as yourself? In this transitional period?
1: No. Uh, I, Brahmani, but this is very awkward.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, our generation, whose generation? Because here I come. Mm. I found people in the message. Mm. You see? Okay. Uh, I, by default, might be called part of their generation. Okay. If that might be for now
2: mm.
1: allowed,
0: oh, yes, it is.
1: And then, as a, a, a handover mm. is another issue on its own, mm. because mm. Uh, from the look of things, if people can look, is look at what what what, what these things. Uh, if you establish a, a congregation, I, I don't know whether. What handover do you mean, handover? Meaning that uh, the way can go from one elder to the other? Or what handover is this which you are looking at?
0: This handover, in this case, it will be referring to the custodianship of the message. Uh, I think maybe 30 years from down the line, or 40 years, your generation may not be around. Do you think that the new generation will be able to value what you have built? Uh,
1: even though it's not a smooth handover, mm. partly, I believe they they will be able to go on. Partly, mm. I'm not saying I cannot say hundred percent because if you have got people that are magnified. Sometimes you do not have good results. Mm-hmm. But uh, if this can independently know that uh, they are God's servants to serve a purpose in life, mm-hmm. they will get the right result. They, they won't fail. Mm-hmm. Even the uh, failure in life is part of the game, I think. But believing that they are serving God, you, you know we, we've got very good things that goes with the message of the hour. Mm -hmm. But uh, let's talk about the respect from this generation for the elders. Really, uh, that is very much lacking here and there. But where you find it is fine. Mm -hmm. But uh, what I want us to believe is that those people having had no proper handover whatsoever or whatever, if they really do believe God, and they are here to serve God, and they know what ought to be done. Let them do it, and then regardless of what they have done to who, whether you are an elder, they didn't cherish you or whatever, but if you can try your best to encourage them to take the right path, mm. the Bible teaches that brings a child in a way that it should grow. When it has grown up, it do not depart from it because you know that even people you can raise children they go out and smoke dark. you 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 can't say these children are respecting me but still you stand on your ground to say to them that is not the right way to go and they know what is right at uh, one time or another and the other thing is prayer if yeah. there can be failure in handover, but there be the right kind of a prayer for the youth that are upcoming. Mm. I believe that they will still raise from the dust and dust the dust and do the work and mm. providence will take care of the rest mm. because we do not determine the footsteps of others.
2: Mm.
1: But uh, as for now, I think the elders would need to learn, to try by all means. Those people are not angels. They've got their wrongdoings, they've got things that they will go wrong in, but they need their helping hand mm. in this day. Mm.
0: Mm. Now I'm I'm personally sympathetic to the cause of up ap- Pan Africanism. And truth be told, I'm speaking for myself if I was not in the message, I would be aggressively pushing a pan-Africanist agenda somewhere, for some reason, because, I, I mean, I'm part of the people that were marginalized, I'm part of the people that were rejected, I'm part of the people that were degraded. Now, and truth be told, when I, when I picked up the sentiments of how brother Brenham felt when he came to South Africa in the 50s and so how black people were being treated and how he could not stomach that that for me somewhat proved to me over and above the pillar of fire the cloud it pulled proved to me that this is the man that I can follow this is the man that believes in equality and justice do you believe the message of Malachi 4 as a former liberation movement aspirant do you believe the message of the hour has been an equalizer i'm saying that because educationally we still have inequality politically we still have inequality politically we still economically we still have inequality messagically do you think we are home and dry can madiba stand shoulder to shoulder with a a white boy and say look i can deliver the same quality of results that you can deliver and not be and not be apologetic
1: no being not apologetic is your choice whether you become apologetic that's your choice that is the choice of the person that is standing there but if the presence of a white man intimidates you that's your choice (laughs) but uh, here we, we talk about pan Africanism. Yeah. And uh, uh, But I, I doubt it very much to be what can be the right kind of a tool because it's a principle and an advocacy mm. for, in one way or another, political unity among Africans. Mm. So, you know. Uh, we, we, we would still need a social cohesion. We would still need um, a, 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 a way to economically work together. Then how are we going to get rid of greed and uh, some of the things that are personal or whatever? And then uh, what made the, the white men to dominate a black person is because many a time blacks, they needed to always to feed from the crumbs that falls from the master's table. Mm -hmm. And then for that very reason, uh, money or the financial aspect of life influences the actions of many Africans. So Africanism becomes a misnomer, Mm. but well, uh, those who are trying to pursue it, because look at my party, how weak it is. I'm sorry to say that. So because my
0: my party, the P A C. Yeah, you, you're welcome to mention it. Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah. I say uh, the P A C is so weak. Uh, yeah. That, I I love that party and I love Pan Africanism myself, and I'm an Africanist and internationalist. Mm. I think you, you would understand. I, I'm apologetically such. But well, I the know. Same time, uh, 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 the same thing is, if we take a greed out of the equation, it's not because we shouldn't be trying to be better over the shoulder of another man. Mm-hmm. We do not have to ride over somebody to, uh, uh, to, to, to achieve our goal. And again, we should not be blaming somebody for our, bla- uh, our failure. We spend a lot of energy time to talk about the white man, what he has done, and all those things. And yet we're doing nothing. And then you go. And I have got a, 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 a Christian convention, um, which is not a businessman, what, what. But I've got the Lutherans, I've got the, the ZCCs, I've got that. that. That's a meeting in my village. I've yeah. put all the pastors in that from that denominations. We come together, we, we chat things, we talk. Mm. And then I've allowed that, and then they, when we started with this coronavirus, I have to call them to start praying for coronavirus and all those things. And I just put, keep them busy. Mm. They pray, they do this, Wednesdays, but let me tell you something here. Mm. People want good things. They do not want good things to come by them they want people to others to do good things if we want good things let us start doing it Mm -hmm. if i ask the pan-africanist how many of the children of others Mm -hmm. in their lifetime Mm -hmm. within the constraint of their lack have they helped an african child to succeed even put him through the classroom up to a university level Mm nothing what do you think can be achieved with a pan-Africanism which is not pan? It it is a non-advocacy because the people themselves are doing nothing. Your great-grandfather had to take in his household, the children of his neighbors when they were poor. They will not uh, uh, sleep without food. That is what the Africans did. That Mm. why don't our people do that today? Okay, let us not uh, go much into Pan-Africanism. Let's come into the message whether it has empowered the African properly. Uh, You see, now here it brings greed again. Mm. Uh, uh, Many times you find that... uh, uh, we're having shameful conditions sometimes. We've got elders that have been in churches and they've been suffering in certain conditions and nobody's trying to help those elders, but they contributed. And then uh, uh, the message is the most purest thing that can ever be received. Even the people that were critics against Brother brana would say of him, he was the most transparent man alive. What mm-hmm. do you think that man has produced as a product? The message came to Africa as a product that has never been contaminated. Mm-hmm. And uh, look, uh, you, 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 you go around, you study the histories and uh, like uh, um, um, the book uh, Rhodesia, the last outpost to the British Empire and many other books of likes.
2: Mm-hmm. You, you
1: realize that the religious people, mm. the religious people, more especially white that came under those denominational names. They were here to achieve a white man's destiny, an embitterment of their countries of origin, not an betterment of the lives of African through a uh, Christian uh, character. Mm. So hence, the people in Africa hate to hear the Bible because of what has been happening. Because some Mm. of the things that these people are articulating are real. We can give real names of real men that did real things historically can be proven. You Mm. see? And then now, take an honest man like um, Oliver Tambo. Mm. Any honest man like uh, the the president of the ANC before Oliver Tambo, that old man he was literally. Uh, yeah, it should be literally. Albert
0: literally. Mm.
1: Is that literally or what?
0: Uh, Albert. It
1: was a, mm. a, he, he was, a he was a Christian. Mm. Mm. And now, look at their character. What mm. neutralized it? the, 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 extreme missing character, like of our party, the P.A.C., mm. in the ANC, was because of Christian character within mm. the movement the ANC. You know, okay. that old man, uh, Oliver Tambo, he was a prayer warrior, he prayed yeah. every day, until, even in the liberation struggle, in the liberation, a man that would pray every day, Day of his life in the liberation, he did the liberation struggle is uncalled for. But here we have uh, people that came to Africa to contaminate and corrupt it using the Bible. So you see, we, we had a problem, but the message has come to Africa clear with its purity. It's only the Africans hold it to corrupt it because they are corruptible. They are corruptible because of greed. They want to enrich themselves the message where it should be, have been uh, articulating as different kind of a character to our nations and our people, our communities. At the end of the day, we have got uh, some sort of puggish attitude that mm. become part of what the
0: day-to-day run of the messages. Mm, mm, mm. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Now. Whenever people think of Pastor Mugobi, bravery, frankness, resilience, and courage, are some of the values that they associate with you, uh, you may not know, but maybe it is because of certain instances. Maybe I can give two instances. There was a time, you may not remember, but we do remember, there was a crocodile in the river. You saw the crocodile, and you were going there to baptize somebody. And you went into the water knowing very well that there is a crocodile that is moving around in the water. You went there, turned your back. The crocodile was behind your back, and you baptized the person, and you did not want to speak about it because you did not want to cause panic. It is only later that one of them later phoned you and said, were you aware of the crocodile that was in the river and you said yes i was aware but i did not want to cause panic we had to go there and do what needed to be done that's that's boldness that's courage what makes you to be this courageous and to be this resilient and to be frank because another thing whenever and you have taught many of us, whenever, however you feel about a matter or an individual, you are always direct with that individual. No one is ever left guessing where they stand with Pastor Mugoy. They always know where they stand with you, given that frankness. How did you build those values? This, uh,
1: this is a simple thing, brother. Isn't it is what we are called to do? Mm-hmm. What are we to do? What are we here for in the message to be honest? That is basic. Mm-hmm. That's why how we can deal with our fellow men, women, and all those things. I, I wouldn't fear to be challenged by my wife, mm-hmm. uh, and she would debate the issues throughout the night. I would sit there and debate with her. I wouldn't fear to be challenged by young men or old men or any other person, but mm-hmm. afterwards we can still be frank and go on in life. Then it's mm-hmm. openness to me. Mm. And then there's nothing to fear. I don't fear even whether there can be somebody who takes over my church and cause a split or what. That Those things, if they happen to me, is nothing. It's just part of life. And mm. I, I never hated men because things have happened. But uh, I cannot say is uh, that much bravery. Mm. No, I'm, I'm the worst coward that you can ever meet in life. I think you don't know. I I, I don't like fighting, I don't like these things and so on, but Mm. this is a very simple issue. Mm. If you you face a thing and Mm. therein comes an inspiration Mm. upon you, Mm. that is what determines the action. Even if you face a situation and there's a certain inspiration comes upon you, if it Mm. is a scriptural inspiration, you know that the situation is taken care of, mm. you see. Mm. Uh, let me just give an example of a crocodile. Mm. You go into the river, there comes the crocodile from the depth. it's coming straight to you, and then you are going straight this way, it's coming straight this way. Then uh, here it comes nearer you, then it stops. But you keep on going, and then you stop and turn your back around to the crocodile. You baptize a person. It's nothing. But as I went in, the words of Brother Brennan came into my mind that as a human being, the only thing that a crocodile can attack me is if I fear. If I don't fear, it will not attack me. So the, the situation is taken care of. No fear, no attack. Then I keep on going. I turn my back over to the crocodile. I baptize the brother. I prayed over the brother. I think this, the wife said when I was praying over her husband, she was almost feeling the She said, ah, the pastor is praying too long. Why does he finish? Because she has seen the crocodile itself. But after that, I prayed. Then I let the man go out. Because according to, to the knowledge of animal life, the crocodile attacks the one that comes first in and the one that goes last out. So I had to be the first in and the last out, so that the only vulnerable person can be me. And for me to be vulnerable and not fearing, the crocodile looking at me, not fearing, it would not attack. The prophet said so, and the way to tested, and we found the right. So to me, there's no bravery in that, you see? So, any other thing that we do, we do it just to say, let God have his own way. And Mm -hmm. then at at the end of the day, the result becomes all right. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. Now, in Limpopo, you ordained many pastors. I mean, in our generation, when we grew up, you took care of the whole province of Limpopo. But there was a time where you went and ordained a pastor in Zanin, Venda, Bochum. You ordained pastors all over. And many people deemed that to be the decentralization of power when you ordained pastors in those areas. What made you to to take that approach? Somebody could have been, it was, more abrupt, it was done quicker within a short period of time. It was done.
1: Oh, now, now maybe I, I, I that's why, maybe that's why I have my own errors that were mm. terribly committed mm. uh, because it was done more quicker or so. But let me say it friendly this way i always thought as much that I've got a vast area, mm. meaning that as you age you not always be able to do what you used to do. Mm. I needed a, a helping hand. Then I encouraged people uh, for that. Mm. But I think uh, uh, some brethren might have had the sentiments pertaining to that. Mm. Maybe not heeded much, but had. Mm. But when I sat down with Brad Cheser, and we communicated many things, we talked many things, we chatted, we challenged, we talked and so on. I, I, that's when I realized vividly that this is what I'm going to do. And then after talking to Brad Cheser about such like things and situations like that and so forth, he was way ahead of me. He had many pastors from his church. He had, the, you get the, the idea. Then when I come back home, I realized that this can be done. Then I thought much as it, and then whatever inspiration was upon me to think about it, I just thought, Lord, I will just do it. And then I know in it there are failures and so on, but at the end of the day uh, is how we end up. And what we, we, we wanted to do is uh, um, to respect their jurisdiction their their position as they took uh, their respective places and we have tried yeah. our best to do that so now
0: hmm. now another thing thanks Muruti, on that one this this uh, this is my question do you think we as leaders in the message community have mastered the art of conflict resolutions And if there are gaps, how can we close those gaps? Are we we really clinical when we resolve conflicts at leadership level in the message?
1: Uh, Yeah, but not very well. Mm. Uh, You see, there are many, many churches that are offspring of others. We sometimes they end up not even seeing eye to eye, not even visiting each other. It is just a mess. Mm. So how can we say conflict has been properly mastered mm. if such issues do, do exist? But look, we have got the cod.
2: Mm.
1: That is basically a standard that has been given to us. Mm. That uh, uh, we should look at that. Can may we read two scriptures yes, uh, relating yes. to my thinking? Mm. Uh, if we go to Genesis chapter eighteen,
2: mm.
1: and then uh, I, I, I listened to you on the on the family altar, I thought I
0: oh. will read this one also. By, by the way, that's the, the first time I came across that scripture for you, I know, Abraham, you read that scripture in another way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, when I heard it, when I heard it, you reading it, it came to back to me that is quite well what I, I, I would like to see. Yeah. And then it, it revived in me what I liked and then I thought as much, uh, if we talk about conflict, you see, there is what I I might tell and say is the cry of God, that uh, his people are not properly judged. And then uh, if you go through the Old Testament books, you find God crying about that. He needed his people to be rightfully judged. That's what God desires. And in this, he said, and the Lord said, seventeen: shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do, seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. For I know him that he will command his children and his household after him, and they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment. Mm. that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he has spoken of. Now, to do justice and judgment, God always has a need of that. Mm-hmm. Now, because we are on air, it will not be needful for us to trace many other things. Yeah. But just a snappy look into the Bible. Matthew chapter 23, verse 23 says, who unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye pay tithe of mint and onions and cumin and have omitted the weightier matters of the law, judgment, Mm. mercy, and faith. This ought ye to have done and not to leave the other under. Mm. So to me, if we can go back to the COD, in approach regardless of the situation and we look at what the Bible teaches us here the mm. cry that God has about his own people where they are being mishandled. Mm. I believe that uh, much, much will be done correct and right. Mm. Do you get the point? I so can... this 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 these conflicts will be resolved amicably. But if we depend, because look, the, the way doesn't change. If you if you go back to the Bible, you do things the Bible way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it cannot be that uh, we have found that uh, because it's because child, you judge the case different. Because it's whose child, you judge. So it 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 will show evenness in the way that uh, uh, things are being implemented. So. Mm-hmm. The the so called uh, uh, conflict will, will be handled right. So let us take the weightier matter of the law. We have received the tithe. It has put the coffers, built houses, give us cars and all those things, offerings and things and all those things. Judgment, mercy and faith excluded. Mm. Then and these three are the weightier matter of the whole. Why don't we come back to this? So that when this other party is happening, this one also stabilizes the whole uh, vehicle. Then mm. we know the message is a powerhouse. Mm. You know, I, I, I believe today the devil should have been very ashamed with this coronavirus and this thing. With us having done everything right, brother, mm. it, it, it gives us leverage. We, we, are, we are the powerhouse. We speak. And things happen the way we do. But how many times do we speak and things happen? Mm -hmm. We cry and mourn and cry and mourn. Nothing happens. Mm -hmm. Because God's people are shamefully afflicted. Mm -hmm. And the word of God is neglected. Mm -hmm. So let's go back. This man who even his enemies are saying was the most transparent man has given us the conduct, the CODs and all the norms, the Bible itself backs the whole thing. If we do it right, we come up right. Mm,
0: Wonderful. Mm. Now, Pastor, with the benefit of wisdom, experience and hindsight, when you look back, and if you could turn back the clock of time, what would you do differently? Very little.
1: No, there I will do very little. Yeah. Unless with my personality and my character. Mm. Do you get? I I get it. We we have tried to do everything according to the way it. And if we uh, we get corrected according to the word, then it will be more easier for us. There would be very little to do uh, yeah. different. But myself being an aggressive ma- ma- man and a high-tempered person, a very uh, terrible character, there I can say, let's go back and turn many things around. So we correct a lot of things because... I'm not a good man.
0: I mean, evil man. But, no, I will disagree because God... <laughs> you, 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 know, you know, Paul. Paul was a problem before he got converted. The church was afraid of Paul. Even after he was converted, Paul was still a problem to the church. Now, a lot of times, God changes a direction of a character, does not change a character so what i mean god is god of variety there are certain situations that requires militancy there are certain situations Uh, that require gentlemen So if we if we all become gentlemen it's gonna be messy
1: (laughs) no but you included this with hindsight yeah i i i I, I want to go back myself and then uh, but you didn't say, don't go back on yourself. You, 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 you Generally, you, your question is, generally, it allows me space. So I put it <laughs> uh, as I am allowed a slot. Then I see what can be corrected. The only character that needs to be corrected is Raymond. So yeah, you yeah. need to be <laughs> the right man. No, <laughs> so if I, I get yeah. to the right, then I think much would have been different. But, but,
0: I, uh, but, I, but, I, but I get you Maruti because you are simply say given your militant character there are certain situations where if you would revisit them maybe the militant approach should have not been the one that should have been adopted I hear you loud and clear
1: definitely.
0: now it, it is every time I hear you preach uh-huh. every time I hear you preach. Always, David becomes very prominent in your sermons, especially his relationship with his son Solomon. And many a times I've heard you reading what David would say to Solomon when he came to the end of his tenure. Now, the question would be, what has made Pastor Mugabe to take a keen interest in David, particularly towards the tail end of his tenure? And his conversations with his son Solomon?
1: A uh, person. Mm. I, uh, you know, I love David. <laughs> <laughs> I love David. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, let it's, it's not every time, but he said many times.
0: Maybe it's, you know, maybe, it's, maybe it's the Maybe, maybe. sir to interrupt, inter- you remember when we met in Venda, I said, we're in the office, I said, ah, Umrut, it looks like when we get to heaven, when you arrive, the first thing will say, hey, gentlemen, where is David? I need to speak to that fella.
1: <laughs> Why would I need to talk to David? Because he's, t- he's, 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 he's taken care of already. I will yeah. for others who are more weaker than I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the only thing I love David. Yeah. You know in mm. there are things. There are things. Uh, there are, there are places where things wouldn't have gone wrong as they have mm. if we heeded what the teachings of the Bible says.
0: Mm.
1: Do you, Do you get the idea? I
0: I get it. So,
1: I don't know whether I'm overstretching your time. Because no, 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 no. We, we, are, we,
0: we are fine, Murut. We are fine.
1: Okay. Okay, thanks. Mm. But uh, let, us, uh, let us look at David mm. and his relationship to God. Mm. That relationship is superb. Mm. It, is, it, is, it is not head off. Even after David had failed, God still come back to tell him that I'm going to give you a son. You know, you know. Sometimes you 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 go into David's life, uh, you see things that sometimes you would make you to be wondering, because here he goes to take another man's wife, and comes to bear a child with that woman. And God calls the wife of the son of that woman his own son. Mm. Mm, mm. You think about it, and then though he's a grandson of uh, a gentile himself.
0: Yeah, mm. you get it. I get yes. it.
1: Great, 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 great grandson of an incest child, mm. where the grandfather lied with the daughter-in-law, where the yeah, where the father-in-law lied with the daughter-in-law to give birth to his great great grandfather. Mm. Now. You, you, you look at the, the all forgiving heart of God and the mm. love that God had for his people when you look at David. Mm. But I want people to notice one thing, mm. God always respect his word. Mm. When a man uh, keeps God's word, mm. I, I, I wouldn't say I saw David doing this, but I believe what kept him busy is because he did what God wanted him to do. Mm. We have never had a great king in Israel above David. Mm. And I I don't think uh, there is any, if we we go and think about going to uh, the Bible and search out, there was never a king to that match with David.
2: Hmm.
1: but David had a very uh, strange relationship and if I, I sit down in a church and I hear somebody talking about David, I like it. <laughs> and I enjoy it because he's talking about this man, but I want us to read in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 17 yeah, would it be allowed?
0: yeah, it's allowed Muruti okay Yeah.
1: so in this book We are told this when thou art come, verse 14, when thou art come unto the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, and shall possess it, and shall dwell therein, and shall say, I will set a king over me, like as all nations that are about me. Thou shalt in any wise set him king over thee, whom the Lord thy God shall choose. The Lord will choose the king. Mm. One from among thy brethren shall thou set king over thee, thou mayest a stranger over thee, which is not thy brother. But he shall not multiply horses to himself, nor cause the people to return to Egypt, to the end that he should multiply horses, for as much as the Lord has said unto you, he shall henceforth return no more that way. Neither shall he multiply wives to himself, that his heart turn not away, neither shall he greatly multiplied himself, silver and gold. It shall be when he seated upon the throne of his kingdom. This is what I want. When he sits upon the throne of his kingdom, that he shall write him a copy of the law in a book out of that which is before the priest the Levite. And it shall be with him and he shall read there in all the days of his life. That he may learn to fear the Lord his God, to keep all the ways of this law and these statutes to do them. That his heart be not lifted up above his brethren, that he turn not aside from the commandment to the right and or to the left, to the end that he may prolong his days in his kingdom, he and his children in, in the midst of Israel. Right. Now, what I like is that his heart be not lifted up above his brethren. Uh, The way David articulates and teaches the adherence to the law, Mm. you recognize that this man reads the law. Mm. Yeah, the the way he he teaches the law. David was a a good teacher of Mm. the law. By teaching the law and believing the law and adhering to the law, he was capable of even drafting the temple that Solomon, his son, built. He accumulated gold and silver for the building of that house. Mm-hmm. Now, to me, here is an exemplary man. He failed like all other men, because mm-hmm. even when he saw the weight coming, he preempted God, after giving Brother Bram the message of the seals and he has preached these things to us, he had to take Bram and show him David and the error that David committed. And he mm-hmm. say to us, trying to do God a service, but the example thereof is David. Mm-hmm. What David, the error that he committed, he saw the coming of the word, but he thought it can be implemented in his day while it was to be implemented in the days of his son. Then when he was operationally in there, recognizing his failure, that's what I like about it, having repented. Now God comes to him to tell him that his son will do it. Why don't the elders recognize that? If they are aging, one day there has to be another generation to come and finish where they couldn't finish. And they start working towards that goal as David did. Our desire is not a failing Solomon. But our desire is a man, women, that will handle the baton to the end and produce the product.
2: Mm.
1: And God said, you'll honor the desire of our hearts. Mm. So let's do it right. And Mm. it will be right. So the young generation can go with a blessing from the passing generation. And then not a curse. Mm. Mm. Yes, a man did it. And if you go and check where David was speaking in the book of Samuel, he said, uh, he that have the rule over men must first be just and rule in the fear of the Lord. You see justice again and judgment and all those things that the Lord always cherishes. They were found in David. Why, Why wouldn't we cherish a man like that? To me, it's a masterful act that has happened in the life of that. We should start seeing much of our elders doing things in a way that
0: will be acceptable
1: to the Lord, not to their own.
0: Mm. 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 Thanks for that, Murud. You, 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 you keep saying, Brother Brenham, even his enemies remember him as a transparent man. Now. Mm. The question would be, and I think that's what we are remembering, Brother Brennan, for very transparent men. How would Pastor Mokobi want to be remembered? Myself? Yeah.
1: No, I don't worry about my being remembered. People always observe a thing and deduce. When they deduce, that is how they will remember. I cannot determine how people will remember me. If need be, they might think of me as an unprofitable Mm. seller.
0: Now you you remind me of Mandela. He says, I don't want to determine how people will remember me. Everyone must remember me in their own way.
1: (laughs) All right. That's. (laughs) I think, uh, is something of value.
0: Yes. Now, what is Pastor Mukovi's heartfelt message to the message community? I mean, we have people, I see people are online streaming. It just shows the respect and how valuable they deem your insights to be. What heartfelt message do you want to send to the message community?
1: We can look in Galatians chapter 5. We'll read only maybe three verses, and then I think that will be enough. Galatians chapter, Can I may I read it? Yes, good. All right. So, here is what Paul said. You know, uh, he says, For brethren, am I wondering, years. Ye have been called unto liberty, Mm. only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh,
2: Mm.
1: but by love serve one another. Mm. For all the law is fulfilled in one way, even in this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. But if ye bite and devour one another, take heed that ye be not consumed one of another. This I say then, walk in the Spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Mm.
2: Thanks.
0: Mm. Now, Pastor Mukwebe, this this is from me to you. And I mean, you have been a pastor over 36 years. I just want to say we appreciate you. Many people don't know. Uh, maybe just to give a personal uh, testimony. My father passed away when I was still very small. And ever since that time, you assumed a father figure role in my life over and above being a pastor. And I've seen you, you have paid student fees for students that could not, pay and had no means to pay i remember when my father passed away it took a while even for funeral policies to pay out but you stepped in and said the burial must take place even if there is a delay the church will take over so we have learned so much from you we have seen leadership displayed and i know at times it has not been easy you've been at loggerheads Uh, because people did not see your vision but today when we look at the results after 36 years indisputably we can say you have produced sound results and we want to appreciate you we don't want to say this when you are gone we want you to hear it while you are still alive you have been a great leader we have looked up to you some of us we have taken some of the values and principles that you have taught us and we have implemented them in our lives, and our lives have been different. We have been able to deliver the result, and we are really proud that we can really regard you as the foundation of our family tree. We know that is the prophet, but at some point in time, there is a branch called Pastor Tlo Raymond Mukobi that became part of the family tree that produced the likes of Madiba and the rest. We really salute you, Elder we appreciate you uh i know it has not been a perfect journey but we have learned both from perfection and imperfection it has been a balanced ministry we really really appreciate you and we have learned so much from you tonight and we'll keep on praying for you that may the lord preserve you because from time to time we need elders that we can refer to when we come across certain situations You've always been free. One can pick up a call and say, Pastor, this is the situation. How do I navigate around this? And you have always been available. Many people that don't know you, you are not a good subscriber to hierarchy. You you detest hierarchy in somewhat. And I was shocked the other time where your car broke down. Many people of your age and of your caliber would obviously phone another brother and say, Brother. Pick me up, but I was shocked you left the car and you say, I took the taxi and I went all the way to Lezuatli in a taxi. And I was wondering if you get into a taxi and you will see Pastor with there. So it shows the kind of leader that you are in touch with the people. Uh, you could have been living a luxurious life, but you have built a massive tabernacle. Maybe for those that don't know, let me bring the tabernacle on the screen here. So that somebody can see it looks like an eagle flying. Let's just show the people this tabernacle that you you build. This is the tabernacle, Seshoro Tabernacle that we built. Very beautiful. It looks like an eagle with wings. And maybe people don't understand, Pastor, when you built this tabernacle, it was during the time when Limpopo was not a booming economy. I remember you hired a farm and worked on the farm, sold tomatoes, sold vegetables in order to build this tabernacle, and it is standing there today as a monument of a man who has been selfless in contributing to the message of the hour. And for that. We want to salute you. We want to appreciate you and let it be known as you age, age gracefully knowing that you have given it your best shot.
1: Uh, thank you, Pastor Majiva. I would say let all honor go to the Lord because if he hadn't called me, I think I would have long died. Mm. but this is his grace that has allowed me to exist to this far and all contributions that were made have been made possible by his guidance. Mm. I thank him the more and I salute him the more for all that came to be is because of his kindness and goodness and mercy.
0: Thanks. We appreciate yes. you. We love you. God bless you. Thank you for being available.
1: Amen. Saludos.